Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep? Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference. Yes, otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. This month and beyond, UNICEF is encouraging Aussie families to join celebrity chefs to raise money and awareness for UNICEF's Syrian crisis appeal. The campaign is running under the hashtags Cook for Syria and Bake for Syria. All money raised will go towards providing essential supplies and support to children affected by the war. Joining us on the line is celebrity chef and UNICEF ambassador Adam Liao to explain how we can get involved and more importantly, get the kids in the kitchen. Kitchen too. Hi, Adam. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. So, how did this um, particular idea come about? Well, Cook for Syria is actually a uh, initiative that started in the UK. Uh, Serena Gwen and an Instagrammer named uh, Clarkenwell Boy um, started this about three years ago, and it is absolutely skyrocketed from there. It's now run around Australia and the US as well. And it's essentially uh, to draw the focus of people to the crisis in Syria, the ongoing humanitarian crisis there. And um, so why cooking? Why is that the important sort of thread with this? I I think in order to understand another culture, you have to find a way to put yourself into their shoes. You know, this is something that's happening on the other side of the world. Not many people have been to Syria. You know, I I went to the Syria um, border, the refugee camps in Jordan uh, earlier this year with UNICEF, and it is an incredibly confronting experience. But unless we find a way to make it relevant to ourselves, it can often feel like it's just something that's happening on the other side of the world we don't need to care about, but we do need to care about it. And I think food is such a tangible way to understand what someone else is going through. When I was in Syria, in, in Jordan, in the camps there, food was such a huge part of life, not because, not because of any scarcity. You know, they, they have plenty of you eat and they're well cared for in the camps there. But in order to find a connection back to their culture of a country that some of them um, had not seen for five, six, seven years food was a huge part of that connection. And um, had you ever cooked Syrian food before? I mean, is this what the um, challenge is asking people to do, is cook Syrian food? Yes and no. You know, you don't have to. It's it's nice to have a bit of a a Syrian twist to your dinner. There's actually a number of different ways that you can engage with Cook for Syria as an initiative. You know, we had a big Cook for Syria launch dinner a few weeks ago where – a number of the best chefs around Australia. There was, was, I think, nearly 30 chefs got together at Three Blue Ducks in Rosebury, and each chef had prepared a Syrian-inspired dish that went on to this elaborate and and quite amazing menu, to be honest. Um, Many of the chefs and the restaurants that participated in that dinner then put those dishes onto their menus, and you can go and eat those dishes at... um, uh, the participating restaurants, even now, if you go to the UNICEF website, you can find out which restaurants and what dishes they are. And uh, a, a proportion of the uh, revenue raised from selling those particular dishes will go towards that humanitarian, humanitarian effort in Syria. For people at home, however, it, it's a little bit different. All you need to do to participate in it is just to host a dinner party, you know, something that we do all the time. And instead of asking a guest to bring a bottle of wine or whatever they may do, or they'll probably bring a bottle anyway, is just ask them to, to when coming to your dinner, put, give a small donation to UNICEF and raise money in that way. And I think it's 
something that we don't often talk about with our friends, you know, the, our, our charitable giving habits or even crises. <laughs> That's not a, a common topic around dinner party conversation, but I think it's very, very important um, to, uh, I guess, make the community that's ha- that is there in the Zatari and Azarak camps over on the Syrian border in Jordan a part of our community as well. So what makes a dish Syrian? Like what are the culinary aspects of Syrian food? Well, a lot of Middle Eastern food comes from Turkish origins and you can see uh, common threads throughout the Middle East in terms of Lebanese cuisine or Syrian cuisine, Jordanian cuisine, um, and, uh, of course, Israeli and another cuisine in that area as well. So I guess if you have never experienced Syrian cuisine before, it's very similar um, to Lebanese. The style of making certain dishes is different. The ingredients of making certain dishes are, are different. But if you are trying to approximate it in terms of an idea, it is kind of very Lebanese in style. Do we, do we have any many Syrian restaurants in Australia? Uh, we have a few. We have a few. Here in Sydney, there's a, uh, Almond Bar, and um, uh, I think it's called Green Tomatoes, run by the, the wonderful Saloon Sisters, who are very much involved in um, uh, the Cook for Syria event, uh, having uh, Syrian heritage. Um, and uh, if you're wanting to try Syrian food before you host a dinner party, I, I do recommend getting down there and trying it there. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Chef and UNICEF Ambassador Adam Liao about the Cook for Syria campaign where cooking food can help raise money for um, the Syrian people who we know have been through so much. Um, when we get to back to the kitchen, I did mention that this was a way we could get kids into the kitchen. Do you have any tips for how we might involve our kids in this process? Because often, I remember anyway when my folks had dinner parties, we were put to bed and, and then they ate the food. So how do you um, suggest that families can get involved? Um, I, I always remember when I had uh, when we had our first child, one of our um, advisors at the early childcare centre said, now you need to make a, a, a barrier so your kids can never get into the kitchen because it's so dangerous. <laughs> you know, kitchens can be dangerous places. There's boiling water, boiling oil, um, knives and those kind of things, but it's such an important learning tool, and we've never kept our kids out of the kitchen. I think my number one piece of advice for parents who want to get their kids more involved with cooking is just don't underestimate them. You can be amazed what kids can do. And, you know, you may not be quite as seamless as when we do it. You know, I regularly make uh, kaya. It's a, a Malaysian coconut jam for, from my grandmother's recipe, and uh, my son and daughter helped me make that. And it involves a lot of egg cracking. And, you know, we probably lose one every three one in three eggs, but we, I'll just hand a carton of eggs to my son and say, you know, crack me, crack me a dozen eggs and uh, we we'll get there in the end. <laughs> and um, <laughs> is Syrian food very spicy? I mean, I know you mentioned that Lebanese food's probably the closest and obviously there's a huge range of food there. It's not all spicy food. So if you wanted to get your child involved in um, this kind of cultural exchange that happens through food that you're talking about, do you think Syrian food is a is a good place to start? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, it's not very spicy at all. There are certain Syrian ingredients like Aleppo pepper, which can have a bit of chili heat to it. But even that, it's a it's a far less spicy chili than than other types of chili that you might encounter. So I, I my kids actually quite like Middle Eastern food of all kinds. And um, one one of the dishes that I had in the refugee camp over in Jordan was a. a 
badata sandwich. Uh, it's a, a, a potato sandwich, which is essentially like a doner kebab, but filled with French fries. And uh, wow. I don't know any kid that wouldn't <laughs> like that. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Well, Adam, thank you so much for speaking with us today. No problem at all. That was Celebrity Chef and UNICEF Ambassador Adam Liao. And for more information on the UNICEF Syrian fundraiser and how to get your family involved in Cook for Syria, head along to the Kindling Conversation section on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.